Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network. AfterBuzz TV, over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! I love that music. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special uh, Wednesday night edition of... Survivor After Show on After Buzz. Uh, this season we've been doing it on Thursday nights, but uh, well, let me explain myself first of all. Hi, my name is Nando Velasquez. I am not usually on this show. Uh, those of you who do watch After Buzz may have seen me on some other shows, but I'm usually not on this one. Uh, our usual hosts, Justin and T- uh, Jerry and Ryan, are all. You figure they're probably celebrating, they're traveling. I'm not even sure where they are. Uh, but, you know, considering it's the holiday week, uh, we're a little light-staffed, and I'm a big, passionate fan of Survivor, so hopefully you will uh, allow me to go into your homes, into your computer screens, into your iTunes, and discuss this week's episode. Uh, usually in the, at least the first couple of seasons, I don't remember Survivor ever really doing a Wednesday night edition right before Thanksgiving. It's usually a clip show, a best-of show, uh, and I am so... So uh, it's so unfortunate I'm here by myself to do this because it was such an amazing episode. And again, this isn't even our normal time. So even the people who probably are tuning into us live on AfterBuzzTV.com uh, may not be sure about this. But if you are tuned in, if you are listening, uh, just because I'm by myself and there's a lot to talk about, I do have the chat room open. I actually also have my Twitter account open. And uh, you know what? We're also going to take some calls. So uh, here's the number. It's 424 256 1729. Totally opening the ha- uh, to having a conversation uh, regarding the show. Uh, again, you guys may not know me from Survivor, but trust me, I've watched every single episode. I'm not going to go over my whole credentials on the show, but I'm a really, really huge fan. Uh, let us begin with this episode. Uh, the name of this episode is This is Where We Build Trust. And uh, wow. Uh, this is definitely based on that tribal council. There is no trust going on at all. It was a very, very awesome episode, uh, one thing that we definitely got to see in the previews and the clips from previously on Survivor was the fact that there have been no idols played at all this season. And the fact that Jeff uh, narrated, it was very odd that seven people have gone and there's no idols at all that have been played. We know about the one that John Rocker sat on, uh, and that was back in play. So there were three idols. Uh, for those of you who didn't remember uh, the one about Natalie and Baylor uh, getting the clue, uh, that one was still in place someplace on the island. And the other two were being claimed by John and Keith, but you know, between you and me, I'm going to add a little commentary here when I can, so that it's not just completely facts. Uh, I don't see I before this episode, I just didn't see Keith ever playing it. I really thought Keith would probably end up going home with an idol, and John, uh, John as well, actually, especially especially seeing him this episode, the first half of this episode, how cocky he has become. He's been so used to being uh, the center of attention, the swing vote, being able to call which alliance he can be on, that, uh, you know, he's obviously feels that he's in the driver's seat. And we see uh, from the post-tribal uh, council, when we see the night vision shots going on, we definitely see that John is the main subject of conversation uh, amongst a couple of the survivors, in particular Reed, who's trying to make up his mind on which alliance he should jump on, and uh, Natalie, who feels betrayed, after being blindsided, since she was Jeremy's biggest ally, and uh, they were pretty much their own couple at this point, and she was feeling very threatened. Uh, we also got to see that John revealed that he had an idol to 
Natalie, and also to Baylor, uh, according to the previews, John only let Jacqueline and Missy know. So now the five-person alliance all knows, and John says to Natalie that he's telling her this information because he has complete faith in her, and he trusts her. Meanwhile, we also see that Natalie wants to get him out as soon as possible, uh, possibly after another another tribal council, though, at least one more away. Uh, more on that later. So that's pretty much what we were dealing with uh, post-tribal council from last week. Uh, let's talk a little bit. I'm just pulling this up right now. Let's talk a little bit about the reward challenge because that was the next big thing that we saw. So uh, first of all, it's your typical reward challenge around this point in the game. It's going to be two teams up against each other. Uh, you know, it was pretty, I don't want to call it necessarily generic, but it was, it was your typical one. You're diving, you're swimming, uh, you're climbing, you're, you're jumping to get a key and get puzzle pieces. Of course, it all ends in a big puzzle. Uh, the one thing I was, uh, engineering, uh, the show that Ryan Hooks was on with, uh, with Justin and that one I remember was a schoolyard pick. Again, this was a schoolyard pick. Very, very interesting. It was a schoolyard pick, and, you know, it's a shame that we don't get to see exactly how they do it, because I think there's a lot, especially if you look at these teams and you and you think about the reward, uh, looking at this team, the two teams that were picked, it would really be interesting to see who were the two captains, because I would assume that's how they do the schoolyard pick. I would assume that they would actually do a random pick for who gets to be the captains, and based on the teams that were selected, Team Yellow being John with Jacqueline, Alec and Reed. Uh, it seems to me that maybe John was the captain because obviously his girlfriend's on the team and he's got two able-bodied guys and uh, it seems to me like that. And then the blue team had Missy, Baylor, Natalie, so three women, and Wes. So based on that, I think the same thing. I feel like it would have to probably be uh, it's very few couples on this in this game at this point. And I feel like Missy most likely would be going for the girl power <laughs> in a schoolyard pick. If you figure they're going back and forth, back and forth, you would have thought that it would have been a little more even between the, the men and the women. Uh, so Missy Baylor, Natalie, and Wes, Wes being the only guy on Team Blue, and the one person that was left off in a team of nine, one person was not going to be up for the reward, and that was going to be Keith. So it, again, it pretty much makes sense, uh, based on the two teams. I would assume that, uh, depending on, on who the captains were, Keith probably would have been picked over one of the women. Um, not because of any, any particular reason with, uh, in regards to his own ability, but just the way these guys are this season. These, these guys really, uh, you know, we've seen it a couple of episodes ago. Uh, you know, they, they do kind of, uh, have this frat boy mentality. And I think they would definitely pick uh, someone in their 50s over Baylor, for example, since a couple of the guys have definitely shown um, they don't really care for Baylor as much. Uh, anyway, so very, very neck and neck uh, competition. You know, really, really good. I, I, I will totally admit, I was rooting for team. I like to root for the underdog. <laughs> and also, obviously, I think, uh, I think I'm not the only person that could say this, but, you know, even though John seems to be playing a really good game, uh, I think at this point, you can't help but root against him, which was really, really interesting considering so far the whole beginning of the episode, uh, was all about people talking trash about getting John out. So, uh, I was definitely rooting for the women and Wes. And, you know, the way it started out looked really, really good. Uh, I, I mean, you know, we had Wes beating John, uh, in the first leg. And, uh, more or less, it was, it was slowly starting to deteriorate until Yellow finally took over. Uh, the big thing at the end with the puzzle when all the teams were out was Wes was the person in charge of the keys and only one of the four keys that, uh, each team got was going to work on the platform so wes unfortunately uh or fortunately however you want to look at it had uh control of the keys and while i believe it was natalie that was trying to calm him down uh and and have him oh no it was baylor i think that was focused if i remember correctly i don't know if i wrote it here uh but you know anyway you know wes just couldn't handle the pressure and uh he just could not handle it and it was baylor actually i believe Yes, it was. So yellow ends up running away with it. I got to be honest with you. Um, I was rooting for blue and I really, if you asked me before the competition started, I would have assumed blue would have won just because I really felt that blue had the smarter team 
out of the four. Uh, you know, just, just, I feel like the women are definitely, uh, Missy and Natalie in particular are a lot smarter, uh, I think than some of the guys on, uh, on the yellow team. And, uh, yeah, I think what, what ended up probably ruining it was just all that time that Wes wasted being nervous. Uh, he was probably using the same keys again for all you know. It was, uh, it was pretty funny. So, uh, I didn't really go over the reward. It was a really interesting reward. Um, and we'll go, we'll talk about it once the team that wins gets there, but it was a, it was a reward where, uh, the winning team gets to go and give baseball equipment, uh, to children in Nicaragua who are in need. Baseball being the number one sport in Nicaragua. And then, uh, the winning team was also gonna win, uh, they're gonna eat baseball food. So really interesting. And obviously, I'm sure, uh, for, uh, a reward like that, the men in particular, probably wanted to uh win this they they definitely had more fire to win this overall uh so the men win it one interesting note reed playing his ass off for the past two weeks excuse me reed playing his butt off for the past two weeks uh decides to do something now we saw it last week we saw it with jeremy and natalie they gave up their spot on the winning team to give it to two people in need that they felt they were in need personally since I wasn't on the show last week, I could say John and Jacqueline, they, they were not in need. But uh, at the time, Jeremy and Natalie wanted to reward their good behavior and wanted to, uh, to you know, for being in their alliance at that time and gave up their spots. We saw already how that came to bite Jeremy in the butt at the end of the episode. So, you know, based on that, and I know there's been lots of conversations. I definitely saw, uh, Probst had a big conversation about it on EW last week, uh, about karma not necessarily being good. Many examples of people giving away rewards, giving, you know, a spot up and then getting blindsided, then getting betrayed by the people that they actually, uh, gave their reward away to. So we see that it's pretty unfortunate. Uh, but Reed, you know, and he's playing, he, I gotta admit, he's playing smart. I wish, uh, I wish there was somebody here. There's definitely a spot where we can talk about this a little bit more to see exactly what Reed's thinking, uh, at the time. If he made a, if he made a good move in that moment, if that was smart, what people would think, like what Jerry would think. Because, you know, after seeing what happened with Jeremy, I really would be hesitant for anybody to give up their spot like that. Um, I think the first thing that really bugged me a little bit was, uh, and I, I, I mean this, uh, just in a strategic way was Baylor crying once team blue lost, uh, you know, Baylor was really in tears. She just won a reward last week. I had a feeling she was going to say it was because of her mom. And I think that's nice and that's fair, but you know, showing that it's just, um, I think it's just a sign of weakness for her and, uh, and, you know, trying to get her mom on to, uh, you know, to win one, uh, and, uh, and get some food. I mean, it's admirable, but I don't know if you're really doing anyone any favors, um, showing, showing that emotion. Reed picked up on it though. And I got to give kudos to Reed. He gave, he gave Missy his slot. Uh, again, putting him at risk. He already is at risk. Uh, we know that he's playing in a, a very, very conniving game right now. Uh, a very surprisingly conniving game. And, you know, and he's probably got the target on his back. I personally, I think he's got the target on his back, uh, because of his own doing. Uh, at least before we were watching, uh, when a show, when Josh was still in it, it seemed like all of the edits were going Josh's way. So very surprisingly, you know, Reed was very, very invisible. And now we go pretty much, it was like, it's with Reed, in my opinion, it's been like from zero to, to not even 60, zero to 80 with him. He's been scrambling the past two weeks since Josh has been gone. And I, don't get me wrong. It's made for a very interesting show the past couple of weeks. It's definitely, uh, given some life into this show where I think a lot of people were, were thinking this was one of the, uh, one of the lesser seasons. Uh, you know, just to see all the scrambling and see the blind sides the past two weeks and see what's been going on, you know, he's definitely added to that, uh, in, in, on a, on a, on a year when it seems like, uh, well, two of the biggest players get knocked out in the middle of the game. So, uh, kudos to him. Kudos to his move. And, and it makes sense when you see what he does with the power that he gave away to end up being back on camp and to, you know, put his uh put his feelers out and try and uh and set his plan to get rid of John in motion. Uh let's talk a little bit about the uh actually you know what before we do 
let me get a little bit of a break here. <laughs> and uh, let me talk about iTunes. Uh, this is not my usual show. Uh, but, you know, we do have about 80 different shows here on iTunes. If you have subscribed to this uh, show on AfterBuzz, thanks so much for subscribing. Please uh, rate us, comment us on us. Uh, you don't have to rate about this particular show. It's it's a Thanksgiving show. Uh, but, you know what? We want to hear from you. Uh, you can also comment on YouTube. And we'll gladly answer that. Uh, when you give us high ratings, it tells our bosses, Maria Menounos and Kevin Undergaro, how good a job we're all doing here. And it keeps the lights on. And it also, in general, it supports all of the shows on AfterBuzz in getting great guests, in getting cast members, in doing the kinds of shows that you want to hear. So uh, welcome you to do that. Please, uh, you know, we'd love to hear your input. Feel free to come on and uh, and post on iTunes or on YouTube. Okay. And again, we do tons of shows here. If you're not familiar with After Buzz, we do everything from Arrow to, uh, you know, to Walking Dead. So, uh, all the top cable shows, all the top broadcast shows. And again, we appreciate you for listening in, uh, especially this week for me on a holiday week. Anyway, let's move forward. Let's start talking about, well, let's talk about the reward challenge. I thought it was a very interesting reward challenge, first of all. Uh, you know, I love the challenges. Excuse me a second. Just pulling out. Just wanted to check something. Uh, I love the re- these reward challenges in a sense because I love the ones where the tribates are, are, are giving to, uh, you know, where, where it's very charitable. I do think they get a lot out of that. And uh, I think it's just um, a really awesome thing to see. Uh, this one was really, really interesting because, uh, I think it was, uh, it wasn't, it was kids and you know what kids need to play baseball. It's different than kids, uh, I guess giving kids food or giving kids some other things. Um, you know, and, and I'll tell you why I, th- I think that's a little bit weird at one point, but, uh, so the gang comes in and they give baseball gear to these kids and it's, I gotta admit, it was, it was really, really nice to see. And the person that I think really got the most out of it at that moment was Missy. So, I mean, it was great that she got to go on this and it was great for her to experience this, her being uh, a single mother, her having kids of her own. I think she really gave um, motherly, um, some, you know, some motherly love to those kids, uh, by handing out all that stuff with just such joy in her eyes to do that. So I think out of all the food rewards, I think this one was a particularly rewarding one to her. Uh, it also seemed at least that John and Jacqueline were getting a lot out of this too. We get to, we got to see a nice vulnerable emotional side to John and Jacqueline. I think, uh, his, his edit. Uh, up to about a week or so ago has been kind of bumbling and kind of egotistical. And, uh, you know, if it wasn't for Jacqueline, I think he'd totally be absolutely pegged as one of the frat boys along with Alec and Wes. Uh, you know, but he, he definitely gets to show, you know, a nice warm side, uh, you know, treating the kids and talking about his own, um, desire to have kids with Jacqueline and the challenge the struggles that they have, uh, that, because she can't have kids. Um, and I think it really was a very humanizing, a really nice moment with John and Jacqueline. And I gotta say, you know, overall, this episode, John has, uh, John has had a really good edit this episode. And I really think, you know, he, a couple of weeks ago, I, I said he, wasn't playing too smart. I, I think Justin definitely felt that way too. When he got the idol a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, he gained some credibility in my eyes. His moves last week to get rid of Jeremy, you know, as much as I hated that because I loved Jeremy, you know, it definitely showed that he is smarter than he is at least <laughs> shot on screen, made the look on screen. Um, it was a good, good move at the time. And, and now here we get to see another side of him. Uh, we don't really get to see much of Alec, but n- knowing Alec, he's probably just goofing around with the kids. The one thing I had, a, I, I don't want to say a problem with, but one thing I thought was really, really weird was, you know, you have these guys after they give everything out and they're, and they're watching the baseball game that the kids are playing and all of a sudden comes their, you know, their food in paper bags and you see them all picking out on food, which they earned. And you see, if you look, you see kids in the background not eating. And I thought that was just a little odd, uh, especially when you see that one kid for a moment. It was kind of sad seeing that one kid wanting ice cream. <laughs> and then John gave it to him, which made him feel good. So uh, that was pretty appreciative. Anyway, moving on. So, uh, you know, so the winning tribe is having a good time and they're feeling really, really, they're feeling really, really well. 
uh, well rested and they're feeling spiritually relieved from, from helping out these kids. On the other side of the equation, the other four that did not get to go to tribal council, uh, to, to the reward challenge, pardon me, which were, uh, right now were Keith, well, actually, it's four and Keith. So, uh, oh, I'll time out. Hold on a second. So we had two teams there that were back at the, um, at the, at the, at the thing. Forgive me, forgive me a second. I'm just running a mile a minute here. We had Natalie, we had Baylor, we had Keith, and we had Reed. So those four were back because, because I forgot to mention that Wes was sent to Exile Island out of the bunch that, um, and you know what? Before we talk about that, we didn't really get to see Wes in Exile Island, but I think it was a really, I was really curious to see why John sent Wes out of everybody else, especially after, and, and he was the one calling the shots on that, which I thought was really interesting, especially since, uh, you know, the reason, why, one of the main reasons why Jeremy was sent home, at least we were meant to believe, was because Jeremy went to Exile Island and John knew that Jeremy was going to figure out where, uh, figure out everything about the immunity idol. So I'm I'm guessing that John sent Wes because he probably felt that out of everybody, Wes was the least threatening. Uh, maybe he felt Wes couldn't find the idol. <laughs> I have a feeling that was probably part of it. Uh, anyway, moving forward, let's talk about, let's talk about the foursome that are back at camp. So I'm taking a little sip here. And hold on one second. Just checking to see if anyone has tweeted. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, so we're back at camp. We split up into two groups. It's, this I thought was kind of funny. You got Natalie and you got Baylor and then you got Reed with Keith. And both of them are trying to isolate somebody else in the group. It was like the easiest thing they could do. They were probably both nervous about, uh, about, you know, having people listen in on their conversations or follow them around. And it was just so easy. So Reed pretty much says, uh, with, uh, with Keith, they're going to go get fishing nets. And Natalie says, me and Baylor are going to go get water. And they split up. So on one side, and what's even funnier about this whole thing is they both pretty much want the same thing, more or less at this point. And here they are doing two different plans to implement them. Uh, we see Reed talking to Keith. This is really interesting because I feel that I feel that uh, one of the reasons why Josh uh, ended up getting voted out, I think, was really because of his alliance. He, he just he had a loyal alliance, but they weren't a very smart or or uh, alliance. And uh, you know the way they treated Jacqueline, perfect example. Uh, here's an example of Reed putting a lot of weight on Keith. Reed knows that Keith is not. Uh, is not as keen to the intricacies of the game so far. And, and like I said, I even felt like Keith was going to be going home with an idol at some point. He just wasn't going to play it um, because he just doesn't know how. And also Keith just getting very defensive uh, whenever um, the target even looks like it's going to get on him. So Reed is talking to Keith. And it's a pretty smart plan considering Reed is still playing both sides and feels comfortable getting into uh, into either side. Uh Reed's plan is to convince the Alliance of Five that uh, Keith or Wes have the idol, which of course they do, and convince the Alliance of Five that him and Alec were going to go along with them to get to flush the idol out and to and or to get rid of Keith and or Wes. So or Wes, excuse me. So, uh, but meanwhile, Reed's plan was to keep his four frat boy alliance uh, back together from the start. So it was going to be Alec and Keith and Wes and Reed all voting John out while the alliance of five being Missy, Baylor, Natalie, uh, John and Jacqueline were going to split their votes, assuming that they also had uh, Reed and Alec on their side. A pretty genius plan. And what it does also, too, is it uh, it also keeps Keith's idol because, you know, they, uh, Keith doesn't have to, to flush the idol out. Totally secure. What it relied on and what seemed to be the back, seemed to backfire later on in Reed's plan was it relied, um, complete 100% willingness to trust Reed and willingness to play act and go along with anything to feel completely at ease with the plan and not deviate from it. And that, that was required from Keith and even from Alec. Um, and that's actually even when I was watching that scene, I, I felt that was a 
pretty tall order for Keith. Keith is not the kind of person he, he's very by the book and I think he takes everything at face value. Uh, I was actually even surprised to see that Keith, at least in the confessional, was saying that it was a smart plan because <laughs> I, I honestly didn't think Keith would have seen it a hundred percent that way. I think a lot of people would have trouble with it just because you're pretty much asking somebody who has an immunity idol to let people vote for them and to not play your idol. And, um, it, it is a risky move to, in Keith's defense. Uh, I think if anybody was playing it, I think it, it playing in his spot, if I was even playing in the spot, you know, that's a lot, that's a lot of trust. That is definitely a lot of trust for Keith. Anyway, so that's the plan on Reed's end, and the plan is to get John out. On the other side of uh, of the camp, uh, back at the camp, actually, Natalie and Baylor, Natalie convinces Baylor to start looking for that idol. They have their clue. They figured out, most likely, that the idol is going to be somewhere really, really close to uh, the, the flag that they have at home base. And of course, Natalie's intention is to get that idol, to have that, to have that for herself, and I, I believe that only Baylor will know about it, or only Baylor at this point knows about it once they get it. And for them to vote out Reed first, or one of the other guys in that frat boy for some alliance, and uh, and then be able to vote John out the following week. Um, they end up getting the idol, which is awesome, which is great. How brilliant. It's, it's actually at home base. I'm, I'm really surprised. I would be really surprised if all of the, uh, cast members watching tonight's show, uh, would be watching this and realize that most of them probably sat right on top of the idol, uh, for most of the time they were on the island. island. Uh, I, I don't necessarily look. Natalie's a great player. I don't necessarily agree with the plan only because there's one thing that that at least based on the confessional that she hasn't really acknowledged yet that we're not sure about. Uh, if she was to vote Reed or one of the guys out like she did, and then go for John next week, she wanted to wait to get John out so that there would be a majority woman. The the women would have the majority on the island. But I think the one flaw in her plan is at this point not looking ahead would be the fact that John has Jacqueline. So uh, she would not want to vote for John out unless there was a big, really, really big reason. So, uh, and Natalie, you know, Natalie even going up to Jacqueline with that kind of plan puts a big target on her back. So uh, I think that would have been the one, that's the one major flaw in Natalie's plan. And based on what we saw at the end of the show, um, you know, we'll see, we'll see how that plays out if her plan goes through. Um, anyway, so that's what happened there. Let's go really quickly to the, um, Immunity challenge, as that was really, really cool. Uh, hold on a second. Yeah, forgive me because I can't read both uh, the chat room and this place. Uh, anyway, so we're at the at the immunity challenge, and this is a typical endurance challenge. Really, really, uh, really, really fun. Uh, really, really interesting. I don't know about fun. Really fun to watch. Uh, because of course, uh, for two reasons, you know, you get to see these people really, really pushing their bodies to the limit to keep their feet on those perches and to keep their hands above their heads, holding those handles. Um, and then of course, this is the, this is the challenge where Jeff decides to tempt them with food, which, uh, which obviously adds a really great element to it. This is where we get to see who uh who really is fighting for immunity and who really feels they're in danger and who feels safe and we also get to see where everyone is in their alliance who is who is cocky and overconfident and who thinks they're not going home and who doesn't so uh right off the bat first person off not much of a surprise just considering his cockiness a bit is John. John jumps off for uh once Jeff decides to tempt the group with candy. Uh, John jumps off. You know, uh, it was only seven minutes. He was complaining very little, but, you know, after he jumped off, I think he was just relieved and I think he, he felt he was complaining. Uh, I love the fact that Keith called him out a bit. Um, I also think that if, if John really was a fan of Survivor and knew a lot about Survivor, he probably should have realized that Jeff was going to offer much better options than a candy bar. Um, 
later on in the competition. You know, the women seemed to be the ones that were at first like wanting chocolate and candy, and he was the one that jumped off. Uh, I think that um, says a lot <laughs> about the women on this team having the perseverance, at least at that time, and uh, and a lot about John. Uh, so anyway, so John's the first one out. Love the fact that Keith called him out. Keith saying he's uh, he's fifty three years old. John's twenty six. And, you know, John only lasts seven minutes. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, at the 30-minute mark, we, we cut to the 30-minute mark, and we see uh, we see that Missy can't take it. So she steps out. Um, we also get a, a really weird comment from Alex saying, just like Jesus on the cross. I thought that was odd. Anyway, so uh, Missy steps off, and unfortunately, I, I don't think she got any anything out of that because uh, Jeff brings food right afterwards. And yeah, she doesn't get anything out of it actually. Jeff brings food right afterwards. And after a comment, I believe it was by Wes, if two people jump off, can they share? Uh, Probe says, of course. And there just happens to be milk and cookies. And Baylor, who seemed to be fighting so hard for that first half hour and it seemed like she was in it for the long haul, jumps off along with Jacqueline. They both jump off for five chocolate chip cookies and then they jumped off for some beer. Oh, wait a second. Hey, Joseph Boza. I think you're the first one that's talking here. Um, <laughs> maybe they did do that early. Joe, Joseph Boza on the chat room saying they uh, did that challenge on Survivor knowing that Jock Ro- John Rocker would get the early boot. Uh, very possible. Anyway, so uh, let's see. So where are we at? We're at Baylor and Jacqueline jumping off for chocolate chip cookies, two glasses of milk. Uh, so we cut to 45 minutes ahead, not much longer. And we see Wes being the next person to jump off for food. He jumps off for chicken wings and beer. Um, you know, at least there's protein in that and alcohol. You know, you figure nine out of ten times the person that's going to jump off for beer is going to be one of the younger ones. Uh, they got to keep that <laughs> that whole party atmosphere, I think, going. Uh, so, Wes, you know, I mean, <laughs> we see what that cost him. I don't know if he would have won the competition, but at least he could have gone for it. Uh, so, Wes is out. And then we see that Keith Keith brings up the good point. And I, I'm actually surprised. This was the first time I've really heard Keith say something it was very um, poignant and strategic in a way. You know, he calls out that Natalie's fighting for her team. He no- he notices that out of the alliance of five, Natalie is the only one up there fighting, and uh, and the rest of the te- the rest of the people up there at this point are all the frat boy alliance. They're all fighting for their lives. And uh, I was a little surprised at a couple of things. I was surprised again. You know what? Natalie's the smartest. It just shows that Natalie right now I think is the smartest person on that five person alliance. Uh, we see her later on do something smart. Um, she's the smartest person on that alliance. She is fighting because she sees Reed still on that. Um, on that competition and reads the one they want out. So she's fighting to stay up there with Reed. Everyone else in her alliance totally ignored that and just jumped off for food. So, uh, you know, it's, a, it's a little surprising to see Natalie up there fighting. And if I was, if I was in that position, I think what Keith said really, really is important. Like I lost my biggest ally in Jeremy and these are the people I'm grouped up with and they're not, they're not willing to stay on here and, and fight to get immunity so that we can kick the people we need to kick off. Uh, that are, are the biggest threat right now. Anyway, <clears throat> excuse me. Wes, you know, Wes jumping off at that time was really funny because we, Keith also calls Wes weak. <laughs> and then, you know, here's the thing. Wes really interesting. I think this was the perfect episode for, for Wes to get kicked off because I think he was suffering from some kind of, uh, <laughs> some, some kind of delirium, uh, from being on the island with very little food for too long. He uh he starts talking about a chicken I'm sorry about a nugget eating competition where he ate 58 nuggets in 5 minutes for an eating contest. Um I don't feel like that's the kind of information you want to give to a bunch of hungry survivors uh you know when you're like 20 something days in uh on the island. Uh pretty odd. But, you know, he, he starts talking about that and then he starts talking about Probst about his appearance on Two and a Half Men when, uh, he was cooking, uh, bacon naked, uh, on Two and a Half Men. Uh, I have not seen that. I think I've heard about that. I haven't seen that episode, but still kind of weird. Um, kind of weird. I think, I think Wes is suffering from a little bit of delirium. Uh, he hasn't shown too many smarts. He's kind of been more of a follower and, and I think, uh, I think there's been a reason why his edit has been, um, pretty shallow. <laughs> anyway, so uh, 
you know, Wes, uh, so Wes is out. We cut to about an hour and 20 minutes ahead. Look, this is, this is amazing at this point. I don't know how long I would last, but an hour and 20 minutes. Holy crap. I, I don't even know if I'd last 30 or 45, but this is, uh, this is twice as much as that. So an hour and 20 minutes in, we see Keith's feet and oh my goodness, they look, uh, it looks pretty bad for him. It, it looks like he's definitely not getting circulation down there. His feet are purple and he's struggling and he's shaking and he finally, finally jumps off. And, uh, and then Alec jumps off shortly after that as well. Neither of them gets lasting for any food. Uh, this battle ends up being a battle between Natalie and Reed, which I think really is, is almost like a theme for this episode. It seems to be these, these are the two strategic players right now on the teams, on the team. Uh, Natalie versus Reed. And we cut to, from that, that was one hour and 20 minutes when we see Keith's feet looking purple and we see Alec out and we could see the pain that they're in in an hour and 20 minutes. We cut to three hours. We cut like almost three times that dist- that length of time and it's still those two. And we see John and Jacqueline, Jacqueline in a food coma probably sleeping. Again, they just don't show, I don't know, I just feel like it, it's just not really cool to be sleeping in a challenge when your alliance member is fighting for immunity to to keep it away from the one person you probably don't want to have immunity. Um, Natalie ends up doing something pretty smart. I think she, I think, you know, it just seems obvious that, uh, that for some reason somehow Reed is in the zone. Reed will not leave. He is set on staying on there. And, uh, and Natalie ends up Saying she'll jump off for food. Very smart move. I, I can't just be on here for three hours and then just jump off for, with nothing. So, uh, she gets to pretty much order off the menu. I think this is awesome and brilliant. And with all the negotiating that's been going on this season on Survivor, I feel that, you know, th- to see her do that was spectacular. So, uh, let's see. I, I think I wrote it down. She, she asked for pizza, chicken wings, a cookie, <laughs> some water and beer. So she gets to get a little bit of alcohol and also gets to <laughs> replenish herself. Um, so of course in dramatic style, Jeff, Jeff tees it up. Natalie stays on for a good half a minute longer. It seems like checks read out. Reed gives her a wink and Natalie just knows, you know, there's no way she was going to crumble anyway. Uh, you know, Reed ends up getting immunity. Natalie, who for the most part, I think, uh, was safe no matter what gets food out of it. So, you know, she, she, she busted her ass and, and really both of them, um, both of them really coming out of that, uh, competition and just going down on their, you know, Natalie going down on her knees and Reed just having trouble himself, just being upright. Um, I don't get, I don't really get why Reed did the splits. Other than I guess it was a stretch, but I felt it was, uh, you know, it was a moment of celebration for him and I'll give him that. But I also feel like <clears throat> maybe perhaps, uh, you know, you already won an immunity competition and that was really, really hard and really strenuous. You know, you don't want to show too much strength in an immunity competition because that puts the target even stronger on your back. People start wanting to vote you out sooner because they're like, you, you just play too well in immunity competitions. But so I think that little celebration, Maybe, you know, we don't see how it, um, how it might play out, but I think that kind of adds to the threat that Reed really is in this game at this point. He really is a major threat, uh, for, uh, in this game. Anyway. Pardon me. And of course, Natalie gets to eat food. So, I mean, that's great. So let's talk about, let's talk about what happens over Hoyopa uh, post challenge. So, uh, you know, Reed obviously is going for John. Uh, I think a lot of people want John gone, uh, for different reasons. And, uh, you know, Reed is talking with his frat boys and, you know, he has the team all set up. We see, uh, Reed talking also with Missy and Baylor, uh, about this. And Missy trusts Reed. Uh, obviously a big mistake, but, uh, in this case, it's a big mistake, but Missy seems to trust Reed. Um, Reed seems to be really, really playing really well as far as, as far as giving, uh, giving Missy reason to trust him. And, uh, obviously they want to get rid of the idol and flush the idol out and get rid of either, um, either Wes or Keith. So, uh, you know, Missy trusts Reed, but John, surprisingly, John doesn't trust Reed. I actually was a little surprised by this move, uh, but I think we see it. John has been in the driver's seat for the past couple of weeks, and here he is now not trusting anybody because he does not have the deciding vote. He doesn't get to pick and choose what side to be on. Now, I think he's. this is the first time he notices, 
in this episode how much of a target he really is. I think if he knew this before the reward challenge, he probably would have been, uh, a, he would have been on that, on that perch a lot longer. Anyway, so, uh, John does not trust Reed. However, John seems to trust Alec, which I find a little weird as well. Um, so, you know, Alec ends up convincing him to go along with the plan to split their votes between Wes and Keith that would ultimately get John out. Uh, on the other hand, um, let's see. Uh, actually, not on the other hand. Let's just go to Tribal Council. Let's just do that. Tribal Council. So, let's see. Uh, the last... Hold on a second. Uh, I'm just, it's, it's kind of hard. You gotta forgive me guys, especially people on iTunes who don't know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm doing this solo and I'm obviously talking a mile a minute, trying to slow it down. And I'm also trying to read at the same time a couple of the comments. Uh, thanks a lot to EDM72000 and Joseph Boza for responding on the chat room talking about the reward challenge. Anyway, so let's talk about tribal council. This was awesome. <laughs> this totally made the show. I, I mean, I think I, I, I really can't wait to see probes talk about this, um, like on EW tomorrow, if they put it up or uh, for Thanksgiving or whatever else, because I think there were like definitely some records set here. I feel like, um, I'm not as great on my research from past episodes. I just jumped on this one for today, but, uh, but this was amazing. So, uh, you know, Jeff brings up all the blind sides. We see, we see obviously, uh, the two people who got blindsided in Josh and Jeremy, the two strongest players on, uh, on this game. And we see, uh, you know, we talk about the blind sides. Jacqueline, uh, you know, says that she thinks she's in the five that are strong and she feels confident. Um, Baylor with a big line about trust being big in this game, which obviously we see that in, in the play. Uh, you know, we see a lot of close-ups of John throughout these conversations and, and obviously, you know, Survivor, uh, Burnett does such a great job and his team does such a great job in, in doing this, you know, trying to figure out if, uh, if John is actually figuring out based on any clues that people are accidentally saying, uh, you know, if he's going to play his idol and, you know, and, you know, even hear line, hearing lines like Natalie saying, you don't want an idol to be a Sylvaneer, like perfect close up to John. <laughs> uh, Reed does an interesting move. I, I really, I'm surprised at this. Uh, I don't know if, you know, maybe being on the island 20 something days maybe made him a little, um, made him do a little misstep here. But I really think that him, uh, you know, knowing Keith and knowing how easily Keith gets, um, you know, taken aback. When people kind of go for him, even, even in, in, um, even strategically, you know, when they're not really going for him, but when they bring Keith up, how he takes things personally, um, Reed brings up the whole possibility that Wes or Keith have the idol because of, uh, Wes jumping off for chicken wings. And, um, you know, I thought it was a great move from a Broadway actor, Broadway dancer, who obviously is putting on a show. And, uh, and if only he had a scene partner that, could go along with that, <laughs> but he didn't. He had Keith and, uh, Keith let it slip. Keith let it slip and Keith said, go with the plan. Um, and what was really interesting too, at least according to the edits was even when Keith said stick to the plan, which I'm sure everyone in the audience was like, Oh God, you know, here he comes blowing it. Uh, John, the next line is John saying, this is the most confusing thing. And I think John still didn't get it, but Reed panicked a little bit. Reed, it was a really, one of those tribal councils where you couldn't even, I had to keep rewinding it, honestly. I had to keep rewatching it because I was trying to pay attention to John and other people, but also trying to read the subtitles for, um, for what Reed was trying to say to kind of calm Keith down and also to talk to Natalie to try and say, no, 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 you know, stick with our plan. It was a bit confusing and, and, you know, good job on the editors because I think it was just as confusing there probably in person if you were one of the nine that was on, uh, that was there or even in the, on the jury. Um, a lot of confusion. Um, really, really smart play. We definitely get to see Natalie, um, taking charge. You know, it's, I don't think it's easy, uh, to really be in tribal council and be able to, uh, try and take command and, um, tell people what to, to vote for or what to do. So, um, you know, Natalie, I think, seemed to be the one person, Jacqueline a little bit too before the vote, but they, they seemed the ones to say, just keep going with the plan, stick with it, stick with it and, and stay true. Um, and, you know, of course, I'm sure uh, a lot of people probably thought John was gone at this point because I just, I, again, kind of like Keith, I just don't see John playing an idol um, necessarily. I, I definitely see him more likely to be blindsided, even though he plays smarter than Keith. Anyway, um, 
So, uh, you know, they stick with the plan, but really a lot of chaos going on. And just as Jeff goes to tally the votes, Natalie, again, brilliant move. This, this, she's definitely, uh, kudos to her this week in particular for, for playing such a smart game, uh, telling John that she thinks he should play the idol. And I think it says a lot considering that, um, that John voted out her, her strongest ally last week and, uh, you know, that Natalie wants John gone. And yet, Natalie, here Natalie is saving John, and here John is trusting <laughs> this person that I, I don't know if he really should trust her, but he's trusting her by getting his idol out. And uh, and pretty much, Natalie saves John. And on one hand, I'm not sure I like that, but we'll, we'll get into that. Natalie saved John. Keith, seeing uh, that his plan uh, with Reed is falling to crap because if John plays his idol, then that means either Keith, whoever whoever gets the 3-4 the vote, because I'm sure they didn't know who it was at this point, either Keith or Wes is going to be the next one out. Um, so Keith ends up having to play his idol, which, again, two players, I really didn't think either of them would probably play. I, I really thought they'd both have Sylvaneers at the end of the season. <laughs> and uh, so Keith ends up playing the idol. Uh, a, a quick shot of him trying to give the idol up to his son, which was very admirable, and his son just pretty much saying, no, it's yours. So Keith saves himself. John saves himself. And I, I really feel like this must be, I mean, we've seen multiple idols played before, but it just seems so amazing to see this. I, I feel like it, it definitely, uh, you know, someone getting kicked out this late in the game with only two votes, um, because I think it was only two votes. Uh, just incredible. Just incredible to see that. And uh, with that, Wes ends up going home. Uh, I, I thought it was really funny seeing John's reaction, like, I'm glad I played the idol, when really it was it was Natalie's plan. Um, so I really thought that was kind of funny. And then, uh, and actually, you know what? I, a little bit of kudos to John, too, because John kind of gave Reed some respect. You know, it was really kind of funny when... Uh, when John goes to read, oh, you sly dog, you. Um, yeah, I really, I really thought that was kind of cool. You don't want to necessarily, you might get pissed off, but you don't want to show it necessarily because once, once you show that you want to get somebody out in this game a lot, it shows weakness as well. Um, so it seemed to be some respect there. And then, uh, let's see. And then, yeah, we end up pretty much ending. I will say this, you know, I want to talk about um, a little bit of uh, of uh, Wes's goodbye. <laughs> and uh, but uh, but I will say this: this was really, really, um, really, really, you know, uh, puts Natalie in the driver's seat. Uh, we go from seeing uh, a game where no idols have been played uh, to seeing two people who probably, again. Uh, I, I will continue to say this. I don't think they would have played their idols. I think it would have taken a lot for both of them to play their idols. And we see Natalie convince one person to get rid of their idol uh, to, that saves his life. And then we see Keith have to react because Keith knew he was going to be going home if he didn't, or Wes was going to be going home if he did not play his idol. So, um, yeah. So I'm guessing there are going to be two idols in play. But the most brilliant thing right now is Natalie has an idol, and it seems to me that only Baylor knows. Uh, I think the question is, uh, right now, if Baylor is going to tell her mom, if Natalie's going to be okay with that, uh, which I think she would be, as long as John and Jacqueline don't know. Uh, again, Natalie's plan right now is probably to get John out next. And now that John doesn't have an idol, that is, uh, that is a great, <laughs> that is great for Natalie. But I really am wondering if she, um, if she thinks that the Woman Alliance ultimately will really consist with Jacqueline in it. Uh, at least, at least, uh, at least, you know, if, if they have to vote John out, I don't think Jacqueline will be along with it. If John happens to get voted out through Reed or through some other way, I'm sure Jacqueline will join up with the women. So that'll be a very, very interesting thing. I think, um, Natalie's going to have to convince Reed or somebody else to join with her, uh, to get John out at this point behind Jacqueline's pack. Uh, anyway, uh, also, I thought it was funny. Out of everybody, John, well, there's only two people who wrote Wes's name down, I believe, two or three, but, uh, John spelled Wes's name wrong with two S's. Thought that was really weird. And I loved Wes's comments at the very, very end, which was, uh, you know, you gotta risk it to take the biscuit. Talking about the chicken wings. Talking about the beer. So, uh, you gotta love that. That was pretty funny. Uh, anyway, so, uh, let's, uh, I think that's pretty much wraps up this, uh, this episode. So let's talk about some predictions. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. 
Okay. Awesome. So uh, I pretty much said, you know, more or less what I think about uh, Natalie. I think Natalie right now is in the driver's seat out of uh, out of the whole group. Um, you know, it's going to be really, really interesting to see that. So that was kind of a prediction in itself. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything. There's a couple things I want to say before I talk about ep- Eclipse from next week, but I want to warn. I, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else. Uh, you know what? Let me talk about how the people are playing right now because um, I won't be on probably for the rest of the season. Some of you guys might like that. Uh so right now we have three couples. We have John and Jacqueline. We have Missy and Baylor. Actually, we have two now. John and Jacqueline and Missy and Baylor. Everyone else is a single. So, uh, you know, at this point, I really feel that um, the smart play would be to get one of the couples out. Uh, you know, even though Natalie should have a target on her back because she's such a good player, I think she's still under the radar enough right now. Um, that she would probably won't be too much at risk at this moment. Uh, Reed might be smart to her, but I don't think anyone else necessarily is. Uh, John obviously is a smart move. I also, um, I want to predict, I want to say Missy is also a really smart one to get rid of right now. I think, um, I think the team, uh, especially the, the, the frat boys, they feel that Baylor is not really they don't really give her much credit for anything. So uh, I think if they were playing somewhat strategically, if I can say that, they would get rid of uh, Missy because, first of all, Missy protects Baylor for everything. And Missy will vote wherever way Baylor goes. And also because I think, yeah, I think Missy does not play a strategic game as Missy or Natalie. And without her biggest confidant in the game, I think Baylor is more easily swayed. I think that was probably Josh's biggest mistake in the game is he kept wanting to try and convince Baylor to to uh, be on his side, but he just couldn't sway Missy and he should have found a way to maybe um, send some people up against Missy. Uh, having Missy in, in this game, I think, has really hurt the guys in particular because uh, she's been so protective of her daughter in particular and so loyal anyway uh yeah so i think that's where we're at in the game i mean alec pretty much is a non-factor west was a non-factor um i will say ooh, i mean i mean call out a little bit here i will say this that um next week's episode those of you who didn't tune in we get to see uh baylor and reed getting at it uh the challenge looks like it's the it's the i love these challenges where the tribe has to vote who is the worst who is the loudest who is this who is that and Baylor's going to get a lot of heat and uh, obviously it's going to cause a lot of heat with reed we also see them teasing another john jacklin fight Will it be something to get rid of John? Will it put Jacqueline on the women's side? I, I think it's just another one of those little red herrings that we makes us think that John's going to go next week. But I think John might be safe for another week. And I'm kind of like, you know, John and Reed right now seem to be the most uh, fun people to watch on this game. Natalie is the smartest one in this team. So... Anyway, God, I hope you really liked the past 50 minutes with me. I'm surprised I talked this long for so long about this show, but I do love it. I hope you guys got a lot out of it. Uh, you know, next week, uh, the show will probably be back on its regular time with Justin, Jerry, Ryan, some combination of those three. Uh, otherwise, if you want to talk to me about Survivor or about my other AfterBuzz shows, Walking Dead, Scorpion, Blacklist, uh, or Homeland, feel free to tweet me at Nandovell, or you can catch me on those shows. You can catch a bunch of shows here in AfterBuzz. Please rate us. Uh, We love five stars. And thank you so much. And uh, tune in next Thursday for another episode of Survivor. Thank you. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.